0: In the headlines tonight, neighbourhood quarantined after child gives rabies to dog, scenes of horror from nuclear turf war, and an expose on the state's cigarette-addicted wild camels.
1: I tried to get them to
2: quit, but they just told me to piss off.
0: This is your 108.3 EARFM local and state news, coming to you live from Stirling, congenial capital of Eastern Australia, with your host, Walter Conrad
1: good evening. Stirling citizens are being warned to stay indoors today, as there's nothing going on outside, and you'll just end up feeling bored and depressed. More on this story of ennui as it develops. But first, shocking scenes from Stirling Harbour today, as a man's body washed up on McIntyre Beach. The man has been identified as a white male in his late 20s or early 30s, about six feet tall, with brown hair and brown eyes, and wearing a collared shirt and jeans. Police are requesting of everyone. If you have any information that could help with their inquiries, watch out, as someone may be out to get you too. Acting Assistant Deputy Police Vice Commissioner Alistair Daniels gave a press conference earlier today.
0: Ah, you all heard the description, could be anyone really. Please don't contact us unless you're really sure, although it would actually help us to build up profiles on all of you. Actually do call, can't be too careful. Any one of
1: you might snap at any time. We'll update you on this tragic mystery as soon as more information is available. The state Supreme Court begins deliberation today on whether Eastern Australians have the right to a view. The issue has come into question after a class suit was brought forward by the residents of the Basilio in Stirling CBD, which recently broke records as the tallest apartment building in the city. Residents are concerned that a new project... An even taller apartment building designed by award-winning architect Jarl Steggerson will obscure their multi-million dollar view of Stirling Harbour and the Dave River Delta. Jeremy Spooner, chairman of the Basilio Strata Committee, spoke to the press earlier today. The
0: honourable residents of the Basilio paid handsomely for that view. were entitled to it. We're sure that the judges will see reason and acknowledge, finally, in a ruling which is long overdue, that it's completely legal to own an angle at which something may be looked at. Letting another building and its residents steal it would, in fact, be worse than theft.
1: Residents from the lower floors of the building have not yet announced whether they will be taking any action against a proposed tree planting on the median strip on the eastern side of the block which may obscure their view of the shops across the road. Stirling Rail announced a refurbishment of its rolling stock today, with 50 new carriages to be added to the city's metropolitan services over the next two years. A Stirling Rail spokesperson took the press's questions today. These new carriages
0: are the height of quality rail in the world. They have an efficient seat layout, Climate sensitive air conditioning and are made of 20% recycled material. They are also expanding our allocation of carriages with onboard bathroom facilities, although these will be out of use on metropolitan services in accordance with existing Stirling rail security policy.
1: So, which services will these new carriages operate on?
0: We're sure that the residents of Stirling will be pleased to know that the new top-of-the-line
1: carriages are being reserved exclusively for metropolitan services. Further spokespeople failed to arrive at the press conference as their trains were delayed. There have been protests in Stirling today after it was announced that the historic Zeppelin docking mast at Barry Chugger Gresky International Airport will be demolished next year as part of the airport's long-term renovation and extension project. The mast was originally constructed in 1930, in anticipation of the arrival of Britain's ill-fated R101, which crashed in France a day into its maiden overseas flight. At the time, it was anticipated that a network of such lighter-than-air luxury flying vehicles would link up the former British Empire. After the R101 disaster, the plans were cancelled, and the mast has stood unused for the decade since testament to a bygone age that perhaps never truly was. Sylvester O'Shaughnessy from the Eastern Australian Lighter Than Air Society explained the nature of his organisation's protest. This mast is a historic monument with great value as an antique piece of engineering and to demolish it to make way for another row of fast food joints and paperback bookstores would be tantamount to a crime against humanity. Furthermore, we would like to remind all concerned that the correct term is airship or dirigible for such aerial vehicles as would surely still be operating today if not for the R101 disaster. They are not called zeppelins which is a term which should only be used for airships constructed by the German Zeppelin Company. And they are certainly not <coughs> blimps, which, as everyone should know, have a non-rigid envelope containing their gas. The protesters have announced that they will not be interfering with the airport's commemorative 100-year celebration for its namesake, Chugagresky, Sterling's first aviator, who set up an airstrip in the field where the airport now stands to avoid paying state duties on a car. We wouldn't want to get into trouble. In hospitality news, the Combined Pubs and Bars Association of Eastern Australia announced a new policy to maintain business in a changing political climate. As a result of the new ban on smoking in food areas in pubs and bars, a number of Eastern Australian establishments will be becoming smoking-only locations in which food is never served. They will be removing 90% of their existing roof space, focusing on a small indoor bar with maximised outdoor smoking area model. To ease the transition, flavoured cigarettes will be sold at nearby allied convenience stores to substitute for the limited dining. A spokesperson addressed the media today. We figure most people at pubs
0: and bars are more there for the drinking than the eating. So if people have to choose between having dinner and getting dr- Getting some drinks... Most will take drinking, which will allow our establishments to maintain their growth in this difficult time. Addicted smokers, by contrast, are hardly going to go and drink at a non-smoking venue. Thus, we keep our drinking patrons and our smokers, and this stubborn minority of people who insist on eating food are a more than manageable deduction.
1: Meanwhile, why not try the schnitzel cigarettes? In further news related to combustion, there was a minor panic in Drydera in the state's west today when it was alleged that a bushfire had been reported. We cross live to state reporter Sam Castaway in Drydera for more. I'm here with Fred Burke, fire chief here in Drydera.
0: Fred, what can you tell me about the situation? Is there a bushfire raging just outside town, destroying outlying homes and livelihoods, incinerating everything in its path? And if so, why are you standing around here talking to me and not off-putting it out?
2: What happened, Sam, was that I was made aware of an alert and rushed with my courageous firefighters to the scene where the fire was alleged to be burning. Upon arrival, however, it turned out that the alert was just a dream I had at the end of the night shift. I dreamt of a terrible, white-hot inferno that was going to consume everything to reduce the whole world to cinders and ash. And you? You were there, Sam. I tried to save you, but I was too late. I saw you writhing, writhing in the flames. Writhing.
1: This is Sam Castaway for EARFM. It's politics next, and coming up in a few minutes, my exclusive interview with the Prime Minister. Prime Minister, what do you think is your government's greatest economic achievement? Yeah. Ow. We stopped the boats. Hmm? Hey, you're not the Prime Minister anymore, get out of here! But before we get to that, are these messages. Are you tired of taking taxis like a pleb? Feel like you're riding among inferior beings? Taxis are dead. Try
2: Ubermensch, the new ride-sharing service for superior
1: beings and overmen. Ride in strength and power in mighty cars driven by world-shaping drivers who are seizing life and making it their own like you are. Travel to your destination while listening to rousing opera and discussing how satisfied you would be with the eternal recurrence of a single moment in time among your supreme peers. Ubermensch, get into our ride-sharing service, and the ride-sharing service gets also into you.
0: And don't miss out on the weekly special at Glenda's Fine Dining in North Faulkner this week. For seven days only, it's intimacy in coca. A plate of chocolate sauce and no cutlery, as made by celebrity chefs the world over. This week, get
1: intimate at Glenda's. Turning to politics now, and there was outrage on social media today when someone with a public presence offered an opinion on an issue. Thousands of people who probably should have been working or enjoying the fruits of their retirement rush to comment sections across the internet to agree with people with the same opinion as them and compare those they disagreed with to the Nazis, the Soviets, and in a few rare cases, Genghis Khan's Golden Horde. Some were observed to make identical replies to multiple entries in the same comment thread long after their point had been made. The situation lost momentum eventually, but unofficial spokespeople for political obsessives and ideologues everywhere announced that they are hoping for a resurgence of enthusiasm as soon as another such opinion is offered by someone significant enough to start trending. In further political news... The state government, with cross-party support from the opposition, officially declared state government MPs to be non-omniscient in a vote in Parliament today. Deputy Premier Billy Kitchener spoke to the media this morning. This is a vital step in providing enhanced recognition
0: of the invaluable role MPs play in our democracy. This declaration establishes clearly that MPs do not know everything and therefore cannot be expected to directly answer a number of fact based questions in serious media interviews. The phrase, well I'm not omniscient, has been approved by both parties for use in such situations with the interviewer's first name appended where appropriate. We might be saying, well I'm not omnisciently, for example, to pull a name out of thin air. We believe that this will greatly enhance an atmosphere of transparency in politics, which will restore the public's wavering faith in democracy.
1: Continuing with the state government, and Premier Bruce Larkin suffered an embarrassment today when he inadvertently signed a petition calling for him to take action. The Premier was on a tour of the new Oceanic Vista shopping plaza in Kettle Black in Stirling's northern reaches today, when he stopped for a photo opportunity, signing a petition chosen by his posse of aides and PR people. Regrettably, the Premier appears to have approached the incorrect petitioner. It is a testament to the Premier's politeness and
0: dignified conduct that he signed this petition despite the mistake on behalf of his staff. It would have been simply rude to have walked away once the contact had been established.' The petition originally chosen was to do with oil spills in the North Atlantic, a sphere safely outside the Premier's ability to influence, while the accidentally signed petition was calling upon the Premier himself to improve job security in the state's bureaucratic sector. It should be known that the staff member responsible for this mistake has been dismissed.
1: Stirling's government has joined the debate surrounding an alteration to Australia's goods and services tax with Premier Bruce Larkin adding his support to the idea. State Treasurer Andreas Petropoulou released a recorded statement on social media today.
0: What we in Eastern Australia's state government are proposing is not, I repeat, not to raise the GST by 2%. Not only is that an unnecessary burden on low-income earners, but 12 is such an awkward number as a fraction of 100 we're instead proposing merely the institution of what we're calling a flat GST amenity fee of, oh, say, one-fifth of the current GST rate for the use of the GST? Unlike any GST increase, this should be fair and equitable for all Australians.
1: The public broadcaster is under fire for being politically biased after letting a member of the public ask a difficult question to a federal minister. The incident occurred on a program where the audience asks questions to the show's guests. The government has called it a surprise attack on democracy. And in further political news, the state government has solved a budget crisis and simultaneously carried through on its promise to redevelop the long-abandoned St Obscurus's Hospital. The hospital has been an eyesore for Hamlet Town residents for many years, and its redevelopment was a hot issue during the state election. It is being redeveloped as a haunted hospital at no cost to the taxpayer. We return to the ongoing scandal concerning the alleged indiscretions of the Brad Henry State Government today, which was in power in Eastern Australia in the 1980s. An anonymous source released to major media outlets yesterday a collection of official-looking documents supposedly describing negotiations between the Henry's government and the Hartley Corporation, now Hartley Shan International, to enact the privatisation of the publicly funded Sterling Broadcasting Organisation. The Henry's government's communication minister of the time, retired MP Rookwood Earle, spoke to political correspondent Harold Hughes in the midst of a lengthy book tour to promote the fourth volume of his extensive political memoirs. Mr Earle, what do you remember
0: about the deal with Hartley Corp?
2: Oh, not much. That's why we wrote it down. Back then, sometimes you had to put your deals with businesses in writing... Because who could remember what had been said when the cigar smoke cleared and the scotch haze lifted. Lots of talk goes on in the executive suites of sleazy hotels. I tell you, it was a simpler time back then. Thatcher and Reagan were setting the foundations for this (coughs) bloody marvellous world we live in today.
0: And where are these documents now? Apart from the ones that have been leaked,
2: I mean. Well... Volume four of my best selling memoirs
0: (coughs) (coughs) Do you have any knowledge of who could have leaked the ones that have emerged?
2: Wouldn't have a clue.
0: And was Premier Henry's ever personally involved in any of these deals?
2: Brad
1: I couldn't say it. As large portions of the leaked documents are redacted, it's still unclear as to how the negotiations specifically benefited Hartley Corporation. A search is ongoing for unaltered versions of the documents now that their existence is known. And to comment on this week's politics, we turn over to our unbiased political commentator, Timothy Jock. Like most sensible Australians living in this mad age of political correctness and moral decay, I wake up most mornings, cricket bat in hand, expecting the skies above Stirling to be filled with Soviet paratroopers. But when it comes down to it, I'm reassured by the knowledge that I am part of the silent majority which will stand firm against the economic immigrant terrorists who have secretly infiltrated our government. I received a letter today from a devoted listener, Edith Langstrand of South Stirling, who voiced some concerns. Dear Mr Jock, My friend says that you're just paid to preach to a choir of opinionated people who already agree with you, and you don't care what you say either way. That you spread exaggeration and misinformation to maintain the circulation of newspapers and TV ratings among angry, frustrated people, gullible enough to believe that their lives are threatened by tiny, weak minorities rather than huge, rich, powerful organisations. Is this true? Well, I can tell you, Mrs Langstrand, that you should report your friend to the local police as a member of the left immediately, as she is trying to subvert your Australian way of life. They won't do anything about it because they're full of watermelon pinkos these days, but once we get enough pressure from the silent majority going, something will have to give. As for me, I can reassure you that no, of course I don't just tell lies, facing numerous libel and discrimination cases just to get paid. I honestly believe them. I'm Timothy Jock. And for the sake of balance, we now turn over to our other, equally unbiased political commentator, Bernard Pass. People can attribute the problems of today's political and
0: economic situation to the alleged failures of socialised policies all they like. But what they're forgetting is that there's real socialism and fake socialism. Fake socialism is easy to identify. Anything that makes socialism look bad, like 20th century totalitarianism or the Great Leap Forward. Fake socialism is also known as state capitalism and obviously that's no good not that there's anything wrong with capitalism as long as it's heavily heavily regulated and that's where real socialism comes in All public services work as close to perfectly as possible, and we basically live in utopia. Which we would be doing now if it wasn't for the fact that the damn plutocratic oligarchy and evil multinational corporations want everything for themselves. Remember, as long as we keep complaining, they can never win.
1: I'm Bernard Pass. And before we go to the break, we have some extremely important breaking financial news now. According to our sources, it is highly recommended that any first time home buyers in Sterling invest in a home loan with the First Pillar Credit Union. Their special low interest rate, just for first home buyers, will ensure that your home is an investment and not a liability. Now, it's been alleged by questionable sources from Daily Radio Sterling that the First Pillar Credit Union is owned by Hartley Shan International, which also owns Cornerstone Media Incorporated, the owners of this radio station. But that should not prevent you from paying attention to this very important and newsworthy news story about First Pillar Credit Union first home buyer low interest rate home loans. The First Pillar Credit Union. Affordable home loans for a deserving generation. And now for some more very important news stories. After these messages from our sponsors. Hey, where's the best place to
0: buy organic produce and vintage clothing? Oh, isn't there meant to be some cool Sunday market just off King Street? Hm. I can't seem to find anything about it on Google. Do you know what it's called? I don't really know much about it. I guess I'm not trendy enough. The Old Lane Sunday Markets. You've probably never heard of it. Do you not know how shoes work? How odd. Anyway, are you looking for a great accountant? Join the club. The Accountant Seekers Club. Socialise with like-minded people who are also looking for a great accountant. Share tips on where the great accountants might be. Join our ongoing and long-standing quest for The Great Accountant. Go to AccountantSeekersClub.com for more. The Accountant Seekers Club. People like you who are looking for a
1: great accountant. Some local news now, and Jackie O'Connor, a year six student at the exclusive The Sterling School, has reached the office of class president amongst much controversy. I interviewed her opponent, Dom Williams, at recess this morning. Well, it's not fair. Mr. Williams, based on your earlier statement, it seems that you believe that the class president should be chosen based on merit? Certificates. I have more merit certificates,
0: so I should be class president. She thinks she is so smart it hardly has any
1: merit certificates. What would you say to those who argue that Jackie O'Connor is the best person for the job because she is top of the class in all subjects and the most popular student at school? She's only popular because there are more girls in Year 6.
0: That's not fair. There are only three leadership positions available for kids in my year, and if girls can get them because they are good, then what chance do we have? That's why me and the other boys agreed that whoever had the most merit certificates should get the
1: job. More on this as they develop. Ben Barber, who was the subject of an EARFM story on Sterling's Worst Neighbour last year, has helped police catch a serial killer. Mr Barber reportedly alerted police to the smell of decay coming from his neighbour's house. Police have not released the name of the killer, but we do know that he was a dodgy tradie. Local entertainment news now, and it seems that former Star Wars fan Ron Calrissian owns the only cinema in Stirling that will not be playing the movie set to be this summer's blockbuster. Senior entertainment correspondent Alex Fink has more. I'm sitting in the lobby of Stirling Star Cinema with owner and operator
0: Ron Calrissian. Ron, what's it like to own a small independent cinema?
1: Oh, you know, like everything, it has its challenges, but it's always been my passion. And it's nice to play the independent or arty films that you don't get to see at the big movie chains. I'm a fan of film rather than movies. There is a difference. But these days you have to show the big films too, just to stay afloat. But there
0: is one big film that you won't be playing this year, isn't there?
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, there is. The new Star Wars movies have no place in my cinema.
0: It's my understanding that at one
1: point you were a big fan of the Star Wars movies. To my shame. I was a huge fan of the original trilogy. Who wasn't? I was so excited for the prequel trilogy, spent too much money on merch, made some decisions that in hindsight turned out to be really stupid. The whole experience really opened me up to how hollow Hollywood is. Lots of
0: fans are saying that This time, the movie will be good again, and that the director has captured the spirit of the original movies.
1: Let's not forget that The Phantom Menace had a good trailer as well. Just. You. Wait. And sources have just come in to inform me that he's got a point, because how could we possibly know whether the spirit of the original movies, whatever that is, has been captured or not without seeing it? Anyway, that's just what it says on this piece of paper i've got here for finance now we go over to perry emerson at the gold standard banking group
0: all the markets were up today with news of american adventurism causing a brief rush for stocks which as we know are all too valuable in times of crisis gold was up pleasantly and silver was also up if you're one of those people who still cares about silver Oil wobbled slightly mid-morning, with the discovery of an untapped reservoir in the Bering Strait late last night, but recovered after the small reserve was swiftly tapped by a consortium of major extractors and sold off to Saudi Arabia. On the electronic front, online transactions were announced to have hit record highs in the last financial year. You can't get anything decent in shops here
1: anyway. Bitcoin remained failed. And that's finance. And now the weather, with our new meteorologist Sandy Footman Not an actual meteorologist, but happy to be part of the team Storm swept
0: over Sterling today, giving everybody the perfect excuse to watch Netflix and chill Unfortunately, the downpour did not reach the Harold Holt catchment and dam Which is hardly even full enough to go swimming in The storm clouds on this map mean you should bring your umbrella with you to work tomorrow We are set to have another wet one Unless you're a Sagittarius, in which case, Jupiter's alignment with Venus will brighten your day. Stay away from dairy. Back to the map, and there are lots of lines with triangles, so watch out for spikes. And there are two numbers next to Sterling, one above the other? It appears to be some kind of fraction. 22 over a 9? Not sure what that means, but maybe bring a calculator as well as your umbrella. I don't know. Back to you, Walter.
1: Finally, another item from Sterling's month-long beat-off poetry comp to wrap things up today. And we have a special recital from National Treasure Des Person and his cheeky spins on traditional bush ballads. Take it away, Des.
0: <clears throat> there was movement in my trousers, cause your wife sure gets around, and
1: that's all we have time for today thank you for tuning in i'm walter conrad this is sterling and that was the news good night episode two of the burn and white news was created written and performed by Alastair white and lachlan burn the music was written and performed by gordon white and in breaking news